last time on a dicey experience, our party found themselves inside the shark's head and only to discover that the group that crew used to travel with was going to try to kidnap our piratey friends. In the process of discovering this, they all began to run out of the awesome tavernish area that has now become something new and different and began to run all over the city, eventually finding a safe house right outside the beach where their port where their boat should be. Unfortunately, they did not see their boat at this time, but they did find themselves regathered and regrouped together. There was a long discussion about whether they should trust crew or not anymore, and a decision has been made to go and kidnap a couple of the current mob bosses' workers and try to put on their suits to represent as if they are part of that team, to hopefully break in and go into the potential jail cell area and bring back their friends but it is everybody's favorite time before we jump into that and we are getting ready to start off with a new intro for our party time for that new anime intro time guys are you excited so excited awesome wonderful it's the best time our scene opens up and it kind of starts off with just a full image of the crew kind of standing together in y'all's mind describe that to me i imagine crew's right in the front but i kind of want everybody else um describing how they're standing around kind of in front of the mast of the boat don't be shy but we are are we uh, is the boat on the water i mean the camera's so zoomed in that you just see the deck of the boat and and the mast gotcha uh there is a uh, wind, there's a wind uh, blowing over uh, Lucas, and you can see the little uh, tendrils of hair coming off his man bun just flowing in the wind, and he is staring off to the horizon, very stoic, but he is thinking about cooking a new recipe. Awesome. We'll put him on the left side of the image. Jean! What about the other two? Crew is- Go for it, Stolen. The crew is standing in the middle um, with his ring in his outstretched hand staring out into the horizon as well uh, contemplating what is going on in the world awesome Sean is standing with his arms crossed and looking uh, a little peeved and he's giving a side eye to crew or bowl or whatever his name is this week (laughs) The, that music's kind of picking up um, in this image as well. You've got the three sisters. Um, you have Lily kind of standing in front of Jean with her sword, kind of pointing out towards the horizon. The two other sisters are got their brooms and a dustpan, and they're sweeping right in front of Lucas. Drake is hanging upside down from the crow's nest, and he's just waving his arms around as if he's stuck in one of the nets up above. The two brothers are standing kind of between the mast and one one between the mast and lucas and the other one between jean and the mast and they're kind of a you know being dwarfish and they're kind of got their hands on their their beards like they're getting ready to pull it out like they're getting tired of drake's crap and the music begins to play and we kind of zoom in a little bit on this image and suddenly the image flashes and now we see an image of crew standing in a group picture as well but instead of it just being him and the Fates, it is now him and the Chaos crew. 
and you see all the different members of this chaos crew with the dragonborn with the um half half elf barbarian kind of sitting cross arms back to back with each other you've got the gnome lady v who's kind of got her hand on crew's shoulder and smiling real big you've got this black long-haired woman in the back that seems to be pointing in a vague direction there's one more member i'm forgetting stolen are you talking about the human rogue fight human rogue as well yep is kind of squat down she's she's got her um her daggers out and looks like she's getting ready to be strike in the opposite direction of what's being pointed trying to sneak in the opposite direction of what's being pointed and this image flashes back and forth and as the camera zooms in it keeps zooming into crew's face as it flashes back and forth and in the last flash you see this large um yellow genasi person with a Adora kind of just looming over the top with his hands looming over the top of the Chaos crew. And then it flashes in, and now we're standing on a beach, and we just see Crew's face um, as he's standing on this sunny beach day. Crew, the image around you is suddenly you've got Freddy. He's running behind you. He's got a crab um, who has its claw attached to his tail as he's running in his swimsuit behind you. What does Crew look like on the beach, and what is he doing? Crew is just fondly looking at everybody around him. Uh, laughing at Freddy's antics, um, just enjoying the, the beach day. Perfect. The camera follows along Freddy. You kind of watch as he kind of begins to fade off, and you kind of see Drake in the distance. He's on a surfboard. You watch him slip off his board, and it goes fly high in the air, and it, the camera follows the surfboard until the surfboard lands pretty close to Jean on the beach there. Jean, what are you doing on this beach? Jean is uh, doing the equivalent of modern-day uh, metal detecting. He's uh, going through the sand and, like, casting detect mass magic, seeing if he can see anything that's washed up on the soil or on the, on the sand. Perfect. Your hand begins to blink and glow as if it, it catches something, and as you get ready to get bend down to dig, that surfboard slams next to you and just a pile of sand washes over you and the scene changes and now we kind of go into Jean's mind and um, Jean you're, you're kind of standing in a space with with the crystal sword in front of you and that that man that you spoke to at um, St. Marie's place where you were in that vision and he's got his purple robes on he's kind of got his blonde hair and that bowl cut and he's smiling and talking to you and you're holding that sword out in front of you what is the look on Jean's face and what does he do in this two three seconds that we see this scene mm, it's uh it's one of those faces where you can tell jean's brain is spinning and he's understanding the power that's before him and he's trying to figure out ways to use it for himself uh and it's it's a slightly evil slightly um ambitious look Wonderful. We we zone back into Jean's face just a brief second after the sand splashes over him, and you kind of see the camera pan over to Lily, and she is on her back, and she's laughing, and her legs are kicking in the air. She's laughing at um, the poor, poor misfortune of Jean at that moment. The camera pans over from there, and you see the two, the two dwarven brothers quickly put together a stove and a kind of an outside grill type situation, a small like outside kitchen type deal and they're burning together real fast kind of like you see an anime where it's there's kind of that that jump and you see them hammering on one side of this little box they're working on then they go to another side and you, you see them hammering on another side and it kind of slowly builds 
the stove thing out and out walks um, Lucas from from the boat and he's walking over and he's got um, boxes of food in his hands along with Sarah and Sally who are helping him carry things as well what is what does Lucas look like and what is he gonna do for the next few seconds we see him here Lucas uh, has a rare day where he has his hair down uh, so it's a his black jet black hair is down past the shoulders and he is wearing nothing but a speedo uh, and that is black <laughs> as well <laughs> and he is uh, carrying his cart uh, his box uh, on the way to the stove trying to decide if watermelon goes well with pancakes or not interesting uh, the camera zooms into your face and then we go into your mind for a brief second as well and we, we kind of see suddenly you're in a large arena with lots of different cooking stations around you and you see some different cooks cooking different things and you find yourself in front of a stove what is what is lucas building building yeah what is lucas building like getting ready to cook uh at at a competition you said Yes, like as if you're in the middle of a competition. Uh, he is. He has a like a fish tank uh, filled with a couple lobsters, and he is uh, currently preparing a, a crab mixture that he can stuff in some lobster tails and cook those with butter on top. Awesome. The camera shifts a little bit as a robot arm comes and slams its fist on your area almost messing up your dish and as you look up you see your your rival from your childhood and he's grinning as his little robot has come over and attempted to mess up whatever dish you were cooking does your face change does it stay the same it does not flinch and he does not stop uh, in his preparation you see a sour face is built on your old rival and then we flash back into the beach scene a brief second to see Drake slowly making it back onto shore, having almost drowned from the surfboard accident. It's the Nilbog smiles real big and he pulls a cloud down and it says the fates. Anything else y'all want to add into that little scene before we jump on? Sounds good. Oh, awesome. And now the scene opens back up as the Nilbog is showing you guys this image of the prison. And inside that image, um, again, you see the two brothers are in a prison cell attempting to work on finding a way to use some leverage or something to break out of the cell. Drake is still passed out on the ground, but in the cell next to him is a lady with long black hair. She lurks tattered and, and beat up. She turns when they make a noise and you see her deep blue eyes and crew recognizes her as smoke. But Lucas, you recognize her as the one who tore down your stand for magical eats. The scene is set question is what do Nilbog, that's what all you saw in this prison <laughs> that's all you sent me to look for <laughs> okay well it looks like at least they're all still alive and I'm, I'm, that was smoke that was the old leader of my crew I'm glad she's still alive too maybe if we can get her out we can get all of this sorted out and get whatever this evil entity that's taken over v out of here and try and rescue everybody which we should really focus on our own crew, though. We should, but one extra, if possible, wouldn't be too bad. If we have time. Let's go, I guess, going to cast Disguise Self to look like one of the guards that I, I saw at the 
Italian restaurant. <laughs> ah, we caught on. My theme has <laughs> clicked. <laughs> and I'm going to... Guys, I'm going to go see if I can find two people and lure them back this way so we can ambush them. Are y'all okay with that? I think we need to make sure that you know a good Italian accent before you or find somebody <laughs> out of character you do not want to hear stolen to an Italian restaurant or an Italian accent oh, I think it's I bad. do <laughs> I think we do no no I think I, I say we stop the episode here I, until we figure I, out what the accent sounds like and it's mastered let's just say that I had a role at a play in high school that had an Italian accent and everybody told me I sounded Jamaican <laughs> So, we're not going down that way. <laughs> it's a little different than Italian. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball, man. <laughs> it's a bee stolen. <laughs> yeah, see, that's not bad. Joey was I Italian. Can, I can definitely hear the Jamaican in there. <laughs> <laughs> what should an Italian sound like? Then, ladies and I don't know. I don't know. I'm certainly not going to be the arbiter of what Italians should sound like. <laughs> it does not seem like it's my role in life to be the one that gatekeeps Italians. <laughs> gatekeeps Italians. Oh my gosh. Should I lead them back here to the safe house or y'all want to find an empty alley to amp? I think in here would be good. Keep the conflict off the street hopefully prevent others from seeing anything going down. I just don't want to compromise our safe place. Yeah, I, th I think having a fallback position would also be a good idea if things go south. We had talked about the sewers. Maybe we can find the closest sewer grate and use that as a last resort hide hole. It's a good idea. That works. So I will I'll head out and I'll go find two people. Okay. You are wearing some wonderful clothing. It is a pinstripe suit with pinstripe pants, black boots, and a pinstripe fedora. What do you do to go try to find some more of these people? Where do you go? I'm gonna head back towards the. I'm gonna head towards the docks first. I see them down there. Um, I do. I'm gonna try and grab two of them and say, "Hey, I have a lead over here. Follow me." Okay. I mean, when you get out to the docks, by this time you guys have finished this conversation and you've waited on the nilbog and everything else, they're, they're no longer pacing around the docks waiting for your ship to come back. Um, you can make a perception check, though, if you'd like to. Uh, a lot of the, sh a lot of the um, boats and ships and different things that have been doing the collection um, for this genstone have made their way back in. There's still one ship that's way off in the distance, but you can't quite make out what the ship looks like or who the ship might belong to um, but it, it looks like it's got some residual smoke coming off of it but nothing like massive and big as, as was seen earlier from the explosion um does it look like it's flying any colors or anything like that? no there are no col colors being flown on it right now um you begin to look around though it looks like if if you're gonna find anybody they're gonna be in town I will start heading. I'll head through the market towards Dark's Head. I will. I'll just eye out, and as soon as I run into anybody, it doesn't matter if they're like 
high up in the crew or not. Okay. Well, just just so you're aware, to go back through the market, you're going to need to go through the castle forward, so it is a little bit different. The full walks, so you're going to have to go through a different district to get to the market, and then you can make your way back across to the other district to get to the shark's head. So it's a long walk. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. In the marketplace, you do see a couple. They are sitting out of a kind of a drink tropical drink stand they've looks like they've taken their the pinstripe jackets off they're drinking some drinks and their hats are, are hooked on the umbrella that the table they're sitting at this umbrella is relatively tall it's kind of got purple colors on it the little stand that's there there's a turtle woman she's making some drinks um, it looks like she's working on some sort of peach drink and she's also got like a little watermelon there as well so like she's trying to get her autonome to squeeze juice out of for her hey you too there's no resting on the job one of them uh sits up and he kind of looks over he's a, a tabaxi man hmm. and who are you to give us orders we were clocked out just an hour ago they'll be talking back to your superior he looks across the table and you see this other gentleman and he is a leonin and he kind of looks at you and and pushes his mane back a little bit Oh, I don't think you knew what you're talking about. We only answer to one man, and well, it's certainly not you. V and Adarath wouldn't have something different to say about that. What do you, dis I mean, you've disguised yourself. Are you in a turtle clothing? Or are you in your human form? Uh, I'm like, I, I took the, the look of one of the guards that was there. A uh, human form. Okay. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe she wouldn't like that too much, but um, you don't look like anybody I know. Well, then I suggest you follow me. I have a lead on the two that escaped. The two what that escaped? How dense are you? The two that escaped from the shark's head. Kind of look at each other, look back at you, and you see one of them begins to pull out a uh, small crystal orb that has a little light coming off of it, and they point the orb at you and begin to scan you with this orb. Eventually, they, the light kind of beams across your body and goes up and down. You see some weird symbols pop up on this crystal orb. Look at you and say, I don't know, you match the DNA there of uh, one of the ones we're looking for. Are you carrying something on you you shouldn't be carrying? What are you talking about? Hmm. I don't have anything on me that isn't issued by the crew. I see. Well, we're not a crew, we're a clan. I don't know who you are, but you're going to have to bring me some sort of paperwork to prove that I need to get back to work, otherwise I'm not really going to worry about it. And the Leonin puts his feet on the table and he leans back and starts drinking his strawberry beverage. Strawberry wine. <laughs> I am... I'm going to cast uh, Sacred Flame at the Tabaxi. Okay. The 14 to hit. It looks like a 14 does hit. So that is 14 points of damage. <laughs> 14 points of damage? Are you for real right now? Yep, our old two sevens. Damn. Oh my gosh. Bro. Trying to kill people out here? Now, are y'all going to listen to me? Or am I going to have to kill you both? Follow. <laughs> they, he kind of smiles. He's like, oh, well... Just took out my friend. Definitely burnt him. He's now knocked out. I don't know if I can trust you. You're going to take us both out like that. Perhaps I should fight back instead. Not scared of you, poser. Bring it. Poser. 
You think I'm a poser? Gives you the bright idea to come in here and make claims that you're in charge. We're not worthy where that. Not. Worthy, you said. Go ahead and cast a second claim at him. Okay. For a 13. That misses. You watch as he, he throws his coat on, and it seems like bounce off the coat a little bit. He turns around, and he throws a dagger at you for a miss. And then the tabaxi suddenly stands up and charges at you with a scimitar for a miss. And a miss. Barely miss. So the last one almost scrapes against your shell. And he kind of grins real big. Roll for initiative for me, bud. Four. Okay. They got a six, so they're going to go first. Uh, is this guy's self-concentration at all? Not concentration? Yeah. All right. So Leonin's going to walk over first, and he's going to pull out his scimitars. Miss. Miss. AC of 17 is ridiculous. The backs, the backs, he's going to stand up, and he's also going to try. Going to hit with his scimitar for seven points of slashing damage. And his second attack is also going to hit for four points of slashing damage. But they're now both up on you with their swords. What are you going to do? What kind of puny attack is that? I'm going to damp my foot down. Yeah. Cast Thunder Wave. Thunder? You the thunder? All right. So they both need to make a... Dexterity check. A uh, con save. Both thing to make a con save. Okay. Alright. They both got a 19. Okay. They don't get pushed back, though. I know that. They take four points. Okay. Are they, are they, have they surrounded me? Or are they just both in front of me? They're both kind of in front of you. I'll stay put. Okay. Alright. The Leonin is going to um, try to attack you again with his two scimitars. <laughs> Just trying to blow us away. This is ridiculous. First attack hits for six points of slashing damage. Second attack misses. The Tabaxi's gonna swing the scimitar twice at you as well. Yeah! I think we got this in the bag! Both attacks miss, but they do kind of scrape and kind of against your shell there. I wish. Here's some some commotion in the um, streets. Oh, hey, there's a fight. Somebody get the gods. It is your turn. I'm going to lower my uh, hand down to the backseat. Cast poisons. Okay. What do they need? A con save. That's a 12. Fails. Okay. Oh, dang. Four. Four points. Okay. A poison damage. It doesn't make much of a difference. I'm going to turn and start running. Okay. They're both going to make opportunity attacks against you. They both hit. And they just, as you turn and run, they, they swing down. The The scene kind of gets like this, where you turn and your this magical spray comes out of your hand and it splashes all over the white fur of this tabaxi. And he screams in pain and he slashes out as you turn around and he manages to cut you for eight points of slashing damage. And the other guy... Seeing you turn, getting ready to run, also swings his sword for another eight points of slashing damage. But you are able to get 30 feet away from them. That's your movement, right? Okay. On the um, 
On the Leonin's turn, he's going to go ahead and move 30 feet forward, and he's going to try to attack you twice again. First attack hits. Seven points of slashing damage. Second attack misses. This comes in hot. He sees you running. He hits you, and then he, comes, he sees you running, so he darts off right behind you, and he comes up and he slashes you again. The Tabaxi's going to spend his turn wiping his eyes as he's trying to get some of the poison because it stings in his eyes. He's trying to get that, that sensation out. So you, you see him almost like a cat licking the back of his paw and like rubbing his eyes with his paw. I'm going to double dash. Well, actually, 60, okay. Um, let's call if, it. There's, if, if there's any kind of dark alley, I'm going to jump into it. Okay. Uh, he does fail his opportunity attack against you. So um, you're going to try to jump into an alley. Okay. Yeah, you're able to run down the road. You do see an alley, and you're able to jump into there as well. Do you want to go to make me a stealth check if you're trying to hide? All right. 11. 11. Okay. Okay. Oi, come on, Tobias. Get that crap out of your eyes. I saw him go this way. And he keeps, he runs down. You see the Leonin. I just know he's over here somewhere. Stands outside the hallway or the alleyway that you're standing in. Kicks over a trash can in the alleyway. Doesn't see any commotion. He keeps on running down the street. You see the... The tabaxi eventually kind of stumbles behind behind him and and kind of keeps running past the alleyway seeing the kicked over trash can boy gods this way this way gods we know that we they saw a fight over here and you see eventually a couple guards kind of come by they start looking around but they don't see you in that alleyway either what do you do once it seems i'm just gonna stay there uh once the commotions have kind of died down a little bit going to drop that disguise self. Okay. I'm going to pull up my Captain Bowl one out the back side of the alley, start heading back towards the safe house. Um, once I get close to the safe house, though, I'm going to start looking for manholes. Okay. While you guys were waiting for crew to come back, it's, you know, you realize it's probably going to be about an hour before he shows back up. What do you guys do during that time frame while you're in the house waiting? Are you in the house waiting for him? Are you guys doing something else? You're you're in this room. The room, again, has that dead sheep in there. There's some manacles all around. You kind of got that journal. And, of course, the, the Nilbog seems to have sort of, some sort of um, piratey comic book that he is laying full, full flat on top of the table. And he's kicking his legs while he's reading this book. His legs are swinging off the edge of the table, and he's kind of swinging like a like a three-year-old reading a comic book. John might like this one. It's got pictures in it. Nilbog. Yes? Is there a way into that facility through the sewers? Oh, yes. Um, and he pulls up the image again. If you remember, there's this giant grate right here. You could just go in through the grates, and I don't know if you can cut it open or not. I didn't explore it too too closely. I can just poof in and out where I want to go, so. <laughs> I didn't have to go through any doors or anything. Well, that's fun. How about you go down in the sewers and explore for us while we wait? No, I don't think I want to. I believe you, uh, you wanted to be on our vessel, right? Oh, yes. And I know where that's at. That's not hard for me to get back on the vessel. But if we aren't there, it's not really our vessel. Oh no, but the adventures that you guys are on is more entertaining to watch than anything else. That wasn't part of the contract. <laughs> ah, but it was. Do not read the fine print. Adventuring on our boat. We are no longer on the boat. Hmm, you're right. I should go to the boat. And he snaps and vanishes. Oh well. <laughs> Lucas. Us. 
You're telling me you're seriously okay with what Crew's doing? I understand he's lied, but I'm sure you and I have not given the entire truth of our backgrounds either. Be that as it may, I don't think either of our backgrounds include betraying the entire crew so that we can get a promotion, do they? And Sean will give Lucas a very intense stare, hoping the answer is not yes. <laughs> I, my background is not as intense as yours and crew's, but uh, I, in the time that we've spent with him, I still trust him. It doesn't bother you that everything he was doing along the way was just to secure our trust so that he could get us back here easily? So that he could, again, gain a promotion with some criminal organization that takes down other pirates? You know, it, it did seem a little peculiar, but when we were in their restaurant, they were going to kill us, and they seemed like they were going to do the same to him, so... Maybe we just don't know the full story. Why is this such a big deal for you? He betrayed the crew. Drake, Did he? Pancon, Francon, they're in shackles in a factory, presumably going to be worked to death because he brought us here. And he brought us here not to collect the needed items for your recipes, not to get the materials we needed for our vessel. He brought us here to hand us over to the very people who are now hunting us down. That was his purpose. I guess it's a little confusing from my part since I also wanted to come back here. That's my hometown. So he didn't force us to come back here. It seemed more of a coincidence. I'm sure that's how he wanted it to look seemed like he was just as surprised as us with the crew being taken and everything that's been going on. I'm sure he had some misguided notion that he would be allowed to keep the vessel or perhaps we wouldn't get in any trouble. But the fact remains that he's in league with people who do not deal kindly with my type. I understand you're just a chef, but you are a part of a pirating crew. Pirating is my entire history. If they find out who I am... Be famous. In a small manner. I come from a noble family that's well known. I come from a pirating family that is the terror of the seas. I mean, you've heard the stories of my aunt. I don't know which would be worse, to live and work in this factory for the, last, the rest of my life, or to be ransomed off to my aunt where she could see me scourged, hung, and who knows what else. It definitely is not the best situation, and he does have things that he needs to answer for. I think right now the more pressing matter is to save the crew, and it seems like that's his goal as well. Could we at least have a tentative alliance with him to save the crew? Of course. I'm Maybe deal with them after. I'm perfectly happy to utilize his services, his knowledge of this region, but I do not trust him. 
then I absolutely will not, will not sail under his captaincy. And I'm not even certain I want him back aboard the ship. I guess I understand where you're coming from, obviously. I, I know the two I of just... you are closer. And I can appreciate that bonds form differently amongst crewmates. That's fine. And I'm not certain that I trust you enough to trust your to trust your shoot what do you call it uh, when like somebody you know like perceives another human what do you call that yay yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I trust your judgment enough to vicariously trust him through you. We'll see what happens tonight. We'll get aboard the ship, and decisions will need to be made. If a change in leadership would help dissuade your fears, that's maybe he can step down. That's not even on the table. There, There is no, no way I will sail under a ship that he is captaining. That cannot happen. The question is whether he is allowed to remain on the vessel. And that is something that we will have to bring before the crew. And decide as a crew. Maybe re-roll the fight. Bye. I believe that is... That is a good decision. And that is what I have been thinking as well. I guess we need to find the ship first. But I understand your concerns. And I guess now that I think about it, it I, I probably need to be a little less trusting out on the sea. I've kind of been on my own for a long time. And I guess I don't have the experience you do. Well, pirates, we sail by a code. We live by a code. And that code has been torn to shreds by this act. So normally it's okay to trust your crew, to trust the men aboard your ship, because we are all living, fighting, dying, breathing, bleeding for the same thing. But we've had a snake aboard for the last several weeks, and that needs to be dealt with. If he can show us that he is sorry that he was willing to regain our trust, then something might... We might be able to, to make a place for him. But if he's going to press on as though he has done nothing wrong and doesn't understand the consequences that his actions has had on the ties that bond our crew... It's not my place to say what will happen. Again, we have a code, and the crew will be the ones to decide, not me. I'll agree in part. I, I don't want any harm to come to him, uh, but if the final say of everybody is that he's no longer on the vessel, then I'll go with everybody. We'll see. I feel as though we're about to... Uh, <sighs> to borrow a phrase from you cooks. 
jump out of the frying pan and into the fire. And perhaps in that fire he will prove what he is truly made of. I think we should prepare for whatever it is he's planned. I agree. I agree. Do you have any thoughts? Well, since the Nilbog's gone, we should at least keep a lookout. But do you have any delayed trapped ideas or... There's not really any place to hide in the room, so any way to make yourself invisible? I do not have any way to make myself invisible. However, I do have quite a few caltrops that we could place across the entryway and perhaps throw off anyone that enters in through the doorway uh, if they are perhaps expecting some sort of ambush might break their concentration sounds like a plan um is there dm is there any like rafters or something up high that we could climb up to and yeah yeah there's there's some rafters i mean the the roof the rafters are about i guess living in this world yeah there are some rafters up, up above higher that um it would take a minute or two you might have to get on one of the other shoulders to get up there but you could definitely get up there. And it's just a square room with no other doors or rooms apart from the front door. Correct. Yeah, the whole whole point, you, you're kind of getting the idea that this was really just built to put a place for him to go and transform in. Right. And feel like he's close enough to the outskirts of town that he could do this without disturbing the peace around him. Maybe we put the kettle drops on the floor in front of the door. We flip the table over on its side and you can use that as cover in the corner and I hide up in the rafters above the door to drop down on anybody that comes in. Agreed. I think that's a solid plan. Alright. So Jean will knock the table over and uh, spread his caltrips out uh, just inside the door and uh, I'll, I'll pick up a rock from outside as well and scratch on the door just by the doorknob hop h-o-p in the hopes that if it is uh, a crew who is coming in first he'll see it and maybe maybe connect the dots <laughs> <laughs> wonderful um, you can't read and that probably includes uh, writing that is incorrect sir Ah, so you put your monocle on? Yes, I pull my monocle out, uh, fix it to my eye, and pop, pop, pop. Okay. Um, is this the first time you use this, use this monocle around uh, Lucas or anybody else? No, I, uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but I was reading stuff when we were looking at the map, so I would have had it in then as well. Okay. But we were we were both focused on the map itself, so this might be the first time he's he's noticed it. Perfect. You notice that for a brief moment he puts a monocle on and writes hop on the door. You take the monocle off afterwards? Yeah, I'll stuff it back in my pocket. Pocket. Crew, you're 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 you've sat there for a little while and you're getting ready to turn back up to start running down to go back and start looking for manholes as you get closer. As you get up to turn around you've you've transformed into captain bull and you've turned around to go down the other side of the alleyway and floating in front of your face is the nilbog <laughs> i guess that didn't work out the way you thought huh <laughs> that would be the understatement of the century oh <laughs> what are you going to do now 
I need to get back to Jean and Lucas and let them know that the guard situation did not go as planned. Ooh, fun. This should be exciting. Okay, what plan do you have now then? I honestly think the sewers are probably going to be the best option. Ooh, the sewer. Fun times in the sewers. <laughs> they say. Oh, good. Well, uh, I guess lead the way. Mind <laughs> being a lookout for me? Or is there elite stupid buddy out of the alley that I'm going to run? Oh, no, but uh, yeah, I'll sit on your shell and keep an eye out for you. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> and he sits down on your shell and leans against it in an awkward, like, you know, his, his butt's kind of at the, the where the arch starts happening and his his head leans against your head and he's definitely leaning back. He, he's got his arms behind his head and he's just got his legs crossed on your shell as well. He doesn't weigh anything. I'm going to reach up and just grab his leg. I know we really haven't been the best of friends, but thank you for this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he thinks we're friends. <laughs> This is fun. I just like the sight of adventure. Wandering back towards the house. Okay. Uh, roll me a perception check for manholes. I'll check. Well. Yeah, there are manholes. There's several on the way back. Um, you're you're blessed that you didn't uh, didn't roll one. So. Uh, the nail bog goes on is is telling you some sort of story about some strange um, event he was a part of where he was watching a crazy child make a bargain with some giants about the estate that they were living in and was able to gain some money and income off of making them believe that they had to pay some sort of income tax on the cave that they were living in. It was, it was quite enjoyable to watch. He, he just walked right up, sauntered right up there with no issue, and he began to act as if there was some sort of tax that these giants had to pay. It was quite fun. The the fear bog that were were slaves to those those giants were set free, and all because of the work of a little child who just thought it was an enjoyable moment to go, I guess, try to convince them that it's something different. A child must have been... Persuasive. Oh yes, the the great Joey Sharpizo is a very persuasive child. Yeah, I should take a, a look out of his book. Ah, if you can find his book. Know where it is? Oh no, I haven't looked for that. Not in ages. He's written new ones now, though. Smart man, this Joey Sharpizo is. But yeah, there's, there's another manhole over there, and a manhole over there, and it looks like we're almost back to the the hut that you guys have been hiding in. John wasn't very nice. He kicked me out. That that sounds on par. For ah, you. yes. Come back in with me. Oh. Wonderful. Good. Walk up to the door, test it, make sure it's not locked. Walk in. Okay. Um, how much damage would he receive from the caltrops walking in? I think it's just one d4, right? Per caltrop, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how many caltrops did you put down? Uh, I don't know. However many I have. Okay. Which... We will do three D four. We'll do three D four here. Seven points of piercing damage as you step into the door. Ow, who put these out? Uh, do I can I roll a perception check to see if I notice it's him when he walks in? Yeah. It's a it's a bag of twenty. Did you put all yeah. 20 out? <laughs> Alright, we'll make him step on like three. So. There were supposed to be two guys running in. <laughs> uh, 11. Yeah, it looks like Captain Bull. You remember seeing this disguise? And there's a no-bog on his back. Looks like the um, the shell has kind of turned into a backpack that the no-bog is sitting on. 
wait and see if more people come in. After after I hop around on my foot for a couple minutes, close the door behind me. Roll me an acrobatics check to to lean down and try to pull these out of the bottom of your foot while you're hopping. Natural twenty. All right, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, the Nilbog celebrates you. He gives you a round of applause. Well done. Well done indeed. Guys, are y'all here? John pokes his head up slightly from above the, uh, uh, or from behind the table. Drop my disguise. Now that's going to be a no-go. What happened? They have this weird crystal ball thing that can see right through magic so it's all through my illusion so they knew it was me and not my disguise they then attacked me interesting so no disguises then that's how it seems we're gonna have to find a different way into that factory yes that's what the nilbog was saying i i think that might be the most efficient strategy i don't think we should waste too much more time i may need to take a little Arrest. Do you need healing? Jean will cast Cure Wounds, which is a thing that I know how to do. Lazy man knows how. Yeah. Jean just does it because he he knows how to do that kind of thing. Are we Lazy man right now needs to figure out, out <laughs> what I do for Cure Wounds. <laughs> I think it's a D8 plus your spellcasting modifier. Okay. It sounds about right. This is, I think, the first time in my entire life that I have cast Cure Wounds. Uh, 1D8 plus your spellcasting ability. What did I tell you? So now my spellcasting ability. Would that be my spell attack bonus? Yeah. No. Your attack modifier. It's not your attack modifier. (sighs) Oh, it's just wisdom. Okay, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, you get three hit points back. Yes. Not even what the couch rocked him. <laughs> How do you feel now? Like shit. Well, doesn't that uh, that fancy cauldron you carry around that the captain gave you give you some sort of potion out of it or something? Cauldron? What cauldron? <laughs> oh, oh, this thing. <laughs> Oh, this thing. <laughs> it creates a greater healing potion uh, once a day. Yes, that that. Oh, oh! How did this potion get in that cauldron? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drink that. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, roll the the health for it. Uh, Forty-four plus four. That's fourteen points of healing. Still pretty low, but it's if y'all are ready to go, we can get to have a healing spell ready to go for me. I'll swing down to the ground from the rafters. I can always help heal a friend. And I'll put my hand on your shoulder, and I'll, I'll cast Cure Wounds. Uh, 14 points of healing. Feels so much better. You're welcome. So as I was heading back, I did see a bunch of manhole covers. One was actually just around the corner from here. I honestly think the sewers are probably going to be our best way into the factory at this point. There's no getting through that front gate. We just got to worry about what's down there now. Yeah, the the bug said that there was a way in the sewers, so we finally get in the front door. We might as well 
Right from below. Do we want to wait until the cover of dark? Yeah. Ace will be in the sewers, so it doesn't really matter. Yes, I would like to get moving as quickly as possible. Less time for the brothers and Drake to be moved. Yep. Sean will pick up his caltrops uh, before we leave. After you pick up your caltrops and, and close the door behind you, you guys begin to walk out, and, and the sun is beginning to go down. The sunset is off in the horizon. You walk yourselves out into the street and find a manhole that is, is relatively large. Look around, it doesn't look like anybody else is, is there. You guys can reach down the cobblestone street, lift up the manhole cover, begin to crawl into this strange and disgusting smell of sewers. And with that wonderful image and smell in everybody's minds, we will end this episode of a dicey experience. Wait a minute. I can't use this. I'm not a man. I'm a rabbit. My god, you are. Yuck, yuck. Wah, wah.